Is reteaching someone else's content ethical? All right, now we're going to get into this one, guys. This one is going to be juicy. It's going to be plump. And I can't believe I just said the word plump, but we'll talk about that as well. So let's get going. Now this is a story all about how my... Hey guys, Dino Gomez here, and you are listening to the Secrets of Coaching podcast, where we break down the nuances of growing a seven-figure online coaching business, and we are about to get started in three, two, one. Is reteaching someone else's content ethical? And, And yes, I did use the word plump there, and I apologize for that, but on a side note, guys... Say the word plump sometime when you're hanging around your friends or family and just look at their reaction. It's just one of those words. Um, But yeah, is reteaching someone else's content ethical? Let's talk about this for a second because this is a question I hear quite frequently from our clients. Um, And more, you know, we we work with a range of different clients. We work with clients that are just starting their coaching business and we uh, help them land their first clients and, and build their audience and get on track to six figures. And then we help with... Uh, coaches that are, are, you know, already doing, um, you know, close to $10,000 a month, uh, scale up to seven figures. Um, but with newer coaches, this is something that is of concern. It is a thought of theirs, right? Because most of the things that they learned were taught to them. Um, and so they're, they're, you know, their, um, uh, their mindset is like, I feel bad reteaching some, you know, something that somebody else came up with. And, uh, and here's the thing, guys, everything that you know was taught to you by someone else. Like there's, I mean, just about, just about, we all have some, some cool, unique ideas, you know, of course in the shower, but, uh, otherwise everything you've learned, you've, you've, it's been taught to you by someone else. And there's, and the fact of the matter is there's like very few original strategies that exist. Uh, there, there just are. All right. And I'm going to give you so many examples of this to really drill this home. Um, but you know, Russell Brunson, I'll just use his name because, uh, a lot of everybody seems to know who Russell Brunson is, um, founder of ClickFunnels. Um, and, and so Russell Brunson's newest book is called Traffic Secrets. And basically the entire book is based around the concept of what is called the Dream 100. And the Dream 100 is a marketing strategy in which you reach out and build connections with. Uh, your your top 100 influencers in your niche, all right. And the the concept is that if you build a relationship and or just reach out to 100 influencers in your niche, most likely you can get like two to five of them to promote your service or to otherwise partner with you or uh, to do an interview with you or whatever it is. Basically, right. And what and what that basically means is that you can leverage their massive exposure and their big following and instantly builds your authority and credibility because you all of a sudden have this relationship or had an interview with or partnered with this big influencer, all right? And so that's a marketing strategy that a lot of companies have used, kind of a growth marketing hack um, to grow organically is just by reaching out, sending free products if they're an e-commerce company. It's like sending free products to a celebrity, hoping that, hoping that they wear your T-shirt or wear your hat or wear your jewelry and, and, and that way, uh, you can say, yeah, this is worn by, you know, this person, you know, this, this celebrity, right. And, and, and that it builds your credibility and, and if they endorse it or mention it, um, maybe, you know, then you can have a flood of sales real quickly. And so that's, that's the concept of the dream 100 is going after the top hundred influencers in your niche that have the same, 
target audience as you and hopefully building a relationship with them so that you build your authority and and they send a lot of their followers who are loyal to them uh, your direction. Um, and so Russell Brunson, he wrote the – and the first time I heard this concept was from, from Russell Brunson, right? He wrote an entire book on it, all right, and broke it down with different strategies, different case studies, how he's used it inside of his company to grow their business and uh, how he landed Tony Robbins who was on his Dream 100 list and, and did a, a whole video and marketing thing with, with Tony and, and that, that you know increased sales dramatically and whatnot. And, but the thing is, guys – uh, Russell Brunson did not come up with the Dream 100. Um, as a matter of fact, the fellow's name is Chet Holmes. Chet Holmes came up with the concept of, and, who, and this guy's a marketing strategist, he came up with the Dream 100. Yet, here's Russell Brunson writing an entire book about it. And and so that is, that is and that is completely cool. Because to be honest, I don't really know Chet Holmes, but I really like Russell Brunson. I like his style. I like... What he stands for um, as a as an individual, as a person, as a businessman, like I, I I think he's I think he's a great dude. I love how animated he is. Like he, I've never seen somebody wave and wave their arms around on camera as much as he does. That guy, I want to know what's in his coffee. Um, but I resonate with him, right? Like I understand. I think he teaches concepts really, really well. And so um, even though he didn't come up with the concept, if if I was going to sit down in a room with one of the two folks and have them explained to me the Dream 100 and the best way to implement it, I would probably go with Russell Brunson, even though he's not the inventor of it, just because of the relatability factor that I like his style of teaching. All right. And so uh, if you, so you, so what I'm trying to say here, guys, is that you don't have to be concerned about reteaching a, a concept or a strategy that you learned from someone else, because you are going, you are your brand as a coach and you have your own special sauce, your own voice, your own humor, your own looks, your own style. You're like, you know, you might be a coach that cusses profusely. You might be one that is does does not and is is very um, professional. Um, so there's going to just be like your the audience. There's so many millions of people out there, right? Some people are going to resonate with the way you present something over somebody else. And on top of that, right? Like that. Like that, that's not the only thing you're teaching per se. So there's going to be other, like really what you're doing is like you're an aggregator. Like as a coach, you're an aggregator because everybody has different experiences in life and has different knowledge. So even if you're, let's just say a marketing coach and you teach the Dream 100 strategy, that's probably not the only thing in your coaching program. You're probably also going to teach somebody um, different, you know, about the first ways that you landed clients or about about how you advertise and, and what your you know methodology is there. Or you know how you invoice and 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 do types of things there. How maybe how you hire team members is different in, in that manner, right? Um, and so uh, again, you don't you don't have to be if if that's a concern to you, it really shouldn't. It really shouldn't be a concern because again, like like there's just so many there's so many few original ideas out there in the world. There really are. I, it, normally, it's just uh, information being passed on. And, and again, you, even if you are, I will just say, a relationship coach and you, you learned a lot about relationships from Tony Robbins, but you probably read books, other relationship books from other relationship experts here and there and all this stuff. And so the way in which you're going to present everything is going to be unique because you have unique inputs in, in terms of your actual knowledge for which to teach. So it is going to be a different output. It is going to be a different experience for 
people that take your program. All right. And and so for anybody out there who's taken multiple coaching programs or courses or anything of that nature, or just read multiple books, I think we've all read multiple books, or at least hopefully we have. And, and maybe you, you love um, science fiction books, or maybe you love romantic novels, right? And we all know around about way what the, the plot is going to be like, you know, there's people are going to be, you know, in love, and then there's trouble in the relationship, and then they fall back in love, and then they live happily ever after, and like it's going to be this thing, right? Um, and yet, the, each book is vastly different, but it's kind of it could be this exact same plot. It's the same thing with coaching. Um, it's just because you you have a different writing style, a different voice, um, and and so you don't have to worry about reteaching somebody else's concept. And, and what I always do is I just give credit. Like if I learned something from somebody else, I, I'd like straight up give credit to who I learned it from. Um, and that, that's totally cool. And when you do that as well, like that doesn't um, like take away from your authority like whatsoever as a coach. Like if you teach somebody a concept and you're like, yeah, I learned this from um, Mike or I, I learned this from Gary Vaynerchuk or whatever like that, they're not going to be like, oh, it doesn't count. Like that's not real coaching. Nobody does that. They're they're gonna be like, okay, awesome. Like cool. Um, that means it must work too because you know Gary endorses it. So thanks for sharing that. I didn't I had I didn't catch that clip uh, when Gary was explaining that concept. So thank you. Um, so it doesn't decredit what you're teaching whatsoever. And there's so many examples of this in life, guys. Like think about how many different brands of everything of the exact same product there are. Like how many different brands of cars are there? Right. It, it started just with Ford. But I mean, there's so many different brands of cars on the road. And why? Why isn't there just one brand? Well, because some people prefer a Prius and and, and other people you know, prefer a, a Toyota and some people prefer a Ferrari. Like that's that's exactly what it is. Like just people have different um, they have different likes. And and so uh Again, a card just does, it does the same thing. It gets you from one place to the other, but you're going to still have a preference of which one because it speaks to you and resonates with you differently. And and so that's the same thing with teaching content that you learn somewhere else. Is that uh, it's going to be um, uh, just it's just going to be different. You're going to be a different brand of car, all right. And some people are going to like your brand, and some people aren't. And that is the goal, by the way. The goal is to have some people like you and some people not like you. Because if you market to everybody, you market to no one, all right? And so, for example, I am a goofy dude and make horrible jokes. You've probably heard a bunch of them already on this podcast, but that is who I am. Some people are going to be like, Dino is a goofy dude. I like his style. Maybe I'm entertaining to you. Some people are going to be like, oh, he he sounds too young or he, he doesn't sound professional enough. Like, And that's cool. Then you're not my right fit client. You should go with somebody who wears a suit and tie while they podcast. <laughs> um, but, anyways, that's a joke. Um, horrible one again. But, uh, but that's yeah. So that's just the thing, guys. Right? Like you, you are your own brand, and and your delivery will be different. And so, um, again, I can give the example of like comedians. They're all telling jokes, but why do you like one comedian over another? Because you like their style of jokes and their voice or the jokes they tell. It's just slightly different. Um, so, uh, and if you watch a lot of stand-up comedy, you'll notice how, si- I watch a lot of stand-up comedy, you'll notice how similar the, the comedians are. Like, they, they, they learn from each other. Like, they all do the whisper thing occasionally now and, they, and, and stuff like that. So it's really, really interesting to see. I noticed that starting to trend 
um, stand-up comedians that they do this whisper thing now. They're also doing this whole thing um, where they tie their entire entire uh, skit together so that one joke t- goes into the next joke, goes into the ne- next joke, and at the, ve- the very last joke ties in all of the jokes, and you realize that they just told you a whole entire story. So it's, it's, it's interesting. Um, but yeah, so to answer that question, right, is reteaching somebody else's content ethical? Yes, it absolutely is. And because there's no trademark on just knowledge. Um, and to be honest, that's what everybody is basically doing always. Um, and so, uh, um, yeah, don't let that trip you up. And, and then, yeah. And if it does bother you, then just say, you know, like I, I'm again, I always just say, Hey, I learned this from so-and-so like they have great stuff. Um, and, and that's totally cool as well. So, um, I hope that is helpful guys. If that was something that was kind of tripping you up as a newer coach, um, and, uh, and then, yeah, it really shouldn't slow you down at all, but you have your own special sauce, uh, and you, you know, your looks, your voice, your smells, everything right is unique about you. And that is your brand. And that's why somebody's going to choose to go with you. And, uh, and so rock it, rock who you are really important to do that. Um, because if you are emulating the guru, trying to be exactly like them, then you're not differentiating yourself. Um, and so being yourself is the, the easiest way to attract clients because it makes you original and unique and different. And everybody prefers a different brand. So that is it for this episode, guys. I hope that was helpful. As always, keep doing you. Have an absolute blast with your online business. And we will see you guys in the next episode. Hey, Dino Gomez here. And if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to head on over to thesecretsofcoaching.com for more resources, downloads, videos, and cheat sheets to help you grow your online coaching business. All right, and if you picked up a cool tip or strategy from this particular episode, we would love a five-star review where every single month we choose one lucky winner to win access to one of our coaching programs. All right, so that is it for this episode, guys. We will see you in the next one. Bye-bye. 